Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's not war, it's just the playoffs, and hopefully the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be getting into the playoffs, but wow, they had to go through a war the last couple of weeks and came out on the right end, not only defeating the Cincinnati Bengals on December 23rd, but a big win on New Year's Eve, the first win for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 40 years in the Emerald City of Seattle, Washington, And that's a big deal. Only the second time in franchise history that they went to either the kingdom or whatever they're calling it. Now, I I don't even know the name of the stadium. Um, You know, I don't care. It's bad journalism, I guess, but it, it doesn't quite matter. But they went into Seattle and that's a nice stadium, by the way. That is a hostile environment, like Mike Tomlin likes to call it. They went there. They were victorious. And I'm not going to say it was dominant. Some people saying that it was a dominant win. I'm just saying they did everything that they wanted to do and did not really have to get off of their game plan whatsoever. So everything fell into place. Was it a signature win? Maybe. What It was a signature win if you're talking about the running game. That was fantastic. That was old-time Pittsburgh Steelers winning. But let me tell you who I am real quick. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am with the Fans First Sports Network. And the Fans First Sports Network is proud to have the Steel Curtain Network. And we are here with over 20, almost 25 original shows every single week talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when the Steelers are no longer in contention for the Super Bowl, albeit being bounced or maybe uh, losing in the playoffs, Well, we're not stopping. We're going to continue to have those 25 shows every single week. Here's a reason why. Nobody covers the Steelers better than we do here at Fans First Sports Network. Wherever you get your shows, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple, whether it's Google Play, wherever you go, wherever you download your favorite podcast, make sure you go and subscribe to Steel Curtain Network and get those shows all the time because there's always something different. With all the talent that we have here on our roster, with Jeff Hartman doing Let's Ride, I hope you had a chance to check out Winners and Losers this morning with Here We Go, the Steelers show, featuring myself, but more importantly, KT Smith, the coach, really good stuff. You've got Shannon White, Daniel J, the Scobros. Dave Schofield had a great Mike Tomlin press conference recap Again today, go back and check that out. That's why this show's on a little bit later. That show's very important. You need to check that out. Make sure you check out Dave, even when he does the Stat Geek as well. And he's on with me and Jeff on a few shows. We have so many more talented contributors here, whether it's Kevin Tate, Big G, Andrew Wilbar, whether it's Jeremy Betts and Gregory Benevent, or Kyle Kreiss. We have, we have them all here. So make sure you check us all out. 
make sure you check out Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And that's what we're here for. Hope I didn't miss anybody in that mix. If I did, I'm not looking at a script. It's going off the top of my cranium. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin, for the second week in a row, made a comment about how aggressive the Steelers have been, especially going on it, going for it on fourth down. And the quote is something that should be on a t-shirt. Jeff, put this on a t-shirt. Scared money don't make money. I love that. Scared money don't make money. It's simple what that means. If you don't know what that means, think about it. If you are scared to go ahead and take a risk, then what's going to happen? You're not going to forward yourself in any way. So basically, don't be conservative, is what Mike Tomlin is saying there. Pete Carroll went conservative on fourth and one, and he's taking it, taking the heat from Seahawks fans and Seahawks media for not going on it, going for it on fourth and inches on their first possession. Instead, punting. Maybe it was fourth and one. I don't know if it was inches. Well, there was a, even if it's one, it's a number of inches. Sure. So that's all I'm saying. Mike Tomlin is getting aggressive. Now, was Mike Tomlin aggressive in the Indianapolis game? That was scared money. Scared money when it stays in your wallet doesn't make money. He left some stuff in his wallet. He left that money shivering and shaking in his wallet. Week 15 against Indianapolis. I don't know whether it would have made any money because Mitch Trubisky was not money Mitch. He was bankrupt Mitch in that game. Plain and simple. Then we have our fans. And we value our fans. We're fans for a sports network. And it is all about you. But there's some that will never give Mike Tomlin any consideration for being nothing more than a mediocre coach. Calling a mediocre Mike. And that's what they're doing. Do I think that the Steelers should be better than 9-8 and eight every year? Of course I do. Do I think that's all Mike Tomlin's fault? No, I don't. I obviously don't. Absolutely don't. Now, on the Steelers post-game show, Dave Schofield and myself, we got called from the live chat, bootlickers for Mike Tomlin. It's not that. We just have some fans that want to blame Mike Tomlin for everything. Even when they win, it's not, it's, why didn't you do this before? And I kind of just did that with scared money don't make money with keeping it in this wallet in week 15. But maybe that was a realization over those weeks that you got to do it now. Maybe Mike Tomlin is not practicing that all the time, but now when you have to, when you have to bring out all the stops, you do now. 
So maybe that's what he's subscribing to. I don't know. All I know is I like the aggressiveness of this. But here's the thing. The NFL is not the same as it was in the 80s and 90s when I was really getting into it. It's not the same as it was when Mike Tomlin was winning his first and only Super Bowl in 2008. Hell, it wasn't, it's not even close to what it was in 2017 when they last won a playoff game. Well, actually, that was January of 2017. It was the 2016 season. It's not the same. Maybe it started changing when we saw Jesse James, who caught that ball, not catching that ball in the eyes of the NFL. Just like the NFL with the non-reporting Detroit Lions Taylor Decker, who looks like he reported to everybody with eyes. Maybe it's maybe that's when it started to change. I don't know. But teams have to be more aggressive. There's so many more teams going for it on fourth down now. And it's become a 50-50 proposition now. You basically have a 50% chance going for it on fourth down. Duh, bad. Of course, you either get it or you don't. But no, 50% of the time it's working, though. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of teams, you know, it's hard when the Steelers are on defense and seeing them hold somebody on third down, but they're close enough. You're like, ah, damn it, they're going for it because that's what the NFL is doing now. That's that's almost what you have to do. NFL has changed in other ways too. One thing that... Uh, is being preached now is if you're up and you have the ball and you get that first down, stop and don't go into the end zone. That's what Najee Harris did yesterday. It was very unselfish of Najee Harris. Some people wanted Najee to be selfish because what well, would cost Jeff Hartman money in FanDuel. It cost somebody was talking that it would cost them their league. They don't care about your league. They don't care about your FanDuel, that was the right thing to do for the team. But being a selfish fan, and I am selfish, I would have loved to have seen him go in to say that he had a three-touchdown day. So when you talk about how well the offensive line blocked for the Steelers, they weren't scared. That wasn't scared money. That was money that was just going after it, pushing and clawing. And the running backs were just, man, heart and soul of Najee and Jalen Warren. Man, they were just fighting for every single yard and then some. Even George Pickens was blocking for Jalen Warren. Love it. Absolutely love it. They were fighting because they had to fight. The thing you want to see, and I think things what's being complained about is that you want to see them doing that in week one in week five and every week in between and afterwards. 
not just when it's all on the line. There's some people, and this is audacity to say this. This is absolutely ridiculous. Mike Tomlin only plays well at the end because he wants to keep that record going. Mike Tomlin doesn't give a flying bat's butt about that record. In fact, I think that record is a curse to Mike Tomlin. I bet you he hates that record. It doesn't matter that he just passed Curly Lambeau. It doesn't matter that if he does it for what four more season that he pass, passes uh, Belichick in two and then another four, Tom Landry. He doesn't care about that record. He doesn't care that he is the 14th winningest coach in NFL history. And he's about to be tied for 13th if he wins when he wins his next game. He's going to tie Bill Parcells. Mike Tomlin doesn't care about that. Mike Tomlin does not want to be mediocre Mike. And I think that's a horrible nickname. Mike Tomlin wants to win. And he just doesn't show you his cards. Because guess what? We don't. We're not supposed to see his cards. Why would we want to? But all I'm saying, some of you are praying for the day. You cannot wait for the day that he's announcing his retirement, that he's traded, that he's fired. You can't wait. And I still think it's a be careful what you ask for. It's not me. I mean, gosh, I remember a year ago, I got accused for kissing the butt of the team because I'm just trying to get press credentials. Bloggers don't get press con- credentials. I'm not trying to get press cre- credentials. I can't be there every day. It's just funny. You just have to look at what you have and imagine what it would be without them. But gosh, that's what a whole Christmas phenomenon that wasn't meant to be a Christmas movie back in 1947 when it came out, It's a Wonderful Life, was all about. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin's George Bailey. I'm not saying George Bailey's Mike Tomlin. All I'm saying is if you look around the league, the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills were Super Bowl favorites and they're one win better. The Cincinnati Bengals are one win worse than the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were a Super Bowl favorite. I know bad, but Joe Burrow got hurt in that. Yeah. Yeah, but that other fellow won three games. Jake Browning won some games for that team. Joe Burrow lost some games for that team. You know, even the Miami Dolphins have five losses. And they might end up with six. You got to root like hell for the Miami Dolphins if you want the Steelers to make the playoffs. I don't know if some of you really want the Steelers to make the playoffs. I think some of you would rather be right. Saying that Mike Tomlin just doesn't have it. 
And even though he's not going anywhere, because the Roonies do not want him to go anywhere, I'll say it like I've always said it. Mike Tomlin leaves when Mike Tomlin wants to leave. I think some of you are trying to push him out. I wouldn't want to have to deal with listening to how awful and mediocre you think I am every single week. I get to read it on the comments every once in a while. Yeah, I do. But it doesn't bother me. Still do what I do. Mike Tomlin still does what he does. Not comparing myself to Mike Tomlin, though. In fact, I would be flattered to be compared to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a winner. But look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles have five losses. My goodness. I cannot believe that. Dave Schofield just compared the Philadelphia Eagles to the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers who won 11 straight. It's actually a good comparison. They're not right as a team right now. And that team, that team ended up 12 and four in Pittsburgh, but they weren't right as a team. In fact, I think this team that they have right here is starting to figure things out. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. So stick around. We'll be right back. It is bad language from Fans First Sports Network's Steel Curtain. Welcome back to the second half of Bad Language. It is New Year's Day, everybody. Happy 2024. One of my favorite years of all time is now 40 years old. I'm a big 1984 fan. Not just because Van Halen's 1984 came out that year. It's a good name for it. Not because there was a book. I never even read George Orwell's book, 1984. But the Olympics were going on that year. I was also 12 that year. Karate Kid and Ghostbusters came out that year. Purple Rain and Born in the USA came out that year. Sports by Huey Lewis in the News came out in 1983, but it hit number one that year. And that's when I fell in love with the music of Hugh Anthony Craig III. The San Diego Padres, a team that I always rooted for, they made the World Series. They didn't win it. They made the World Series. I like those brown and gold uniforms. Boy, I'm glad they're back. But I still like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Pirates more. Can't believe I'm saying that. 1984 was just a heck of a year. Great music, great film, great TV. The Cosby Show, I know that's uh, bad in some people's eyes. That debuted that year. Sort of Punky Brewster. Did you guys watch Punky Brewster? 
I don't know why I'm talking about Punky Brewster. And one of my favorite years for the Pittsburgh Steelers was a team that struggled like crazy. They were in nine and 17 that year, but they did win a playoff game that year. They snuck into the playoffs and they snuck in because they were a division winner. They would have not made it in otherwise. Then took on the 13 and three Denver Broncos and stunned them at home on December 30th of that year. One of my favorite memories watching the game, watching that game with my dad. And first time I got to watch highlights over and over again, because we went to friends' houses that night during the you know Christmas break tour. And they had cable and we didn't. And I got to watch over and over on ESPN and CNN at the time, watch those highlights. Seeing Walter Abercrombie score. Lewis Lips having a great game. Oh, wow. And that's one of my favorite memories. Now, I don't know what the 2024 Steelers are going to be like. I'm not talking about the 2024 Steelers. I'm talking about the 2023 team. And this year's not over. Now, 40 years ago today, the Steelers played it in a playoff game against the Los Angeles Raiders. What was it? 38 to three. It was, it was horrible. Oh my gosh. It was a shellacking. Terrible game. Cliff Stout's last game, I think. Just horrible. But just because that year started out with that bad loss doesn't mean anything. They had great memories of 1984. So the Pittsburgh Steelers right now have a chance to sneak into the playoffs. And I'm not talking about to match what that 1984 team did, because that would be the 2024 Steelers. Again, not talking about. But anything could happen when you make the playoffs, just like what happened in 84. They went to the AFC Championship game. Just like when they were the final seed in 2005 and won the Super Bowl. Anything can happen. Could there be magic behind Mason Rudolph? I'm hoping there is. Am I putting money on it? No. But here's the thing. I'm going to talk about how poised Mason Rudolph has been. And Dave Schofield brought this up on the postgame show yesterday. One of the reasons that Mason Rudolph is the best chance for the Steelers to win right now is because he's a different quarterback than he was in 2018 and 2019. He's more poised. He's more poised than Mitch Trubisky and right now Kenny Pickett. And when I say poised, he's giving the receivers time to get open. 
The problem with Kenny Pickett right now is that he would just take off and throw the ball quickly to get it out of his hands to not get sacked. But those roots weren't established. That's why you're seeing a better product. Now, if it took Mason Rudolph a second chance to get back on the field, could he be the guy? Conventional wisdom says no. However, look at the Steelers' opponent yesterday, Geno Smith. It took him seven, eight years to be a starter in this league. He was on the brink of being kicked out of football together. So maybe some people it just takes time to find themselves in this league. I don't know. Mason Rudolph's the right guy right now. Are you going to get me to commit to say he's the right guy for 2024? Absolutely not. Are you going to get me to commit to say that Kenny Pickett is the right guy for 2024 and still the guy? No, I'm not going to do that either. But the right guy for 2023's remainder of the season, because the season continues, and 2023 doesn't officially end until, what, February 10th, 11th, whenever that is. I don't have my calendar in front of me. But Mason Rudolph is the guy right now. We're not talking about the tomorrow that is 2024. And I know the calendar says 2024 when you're listening to this. That's not what I'm saying. You got to worry about now. And now it's Mason Rudolph gives you the best chance to win now. Kenny Pickett might be a franchise quarterback for this team. A lot of you think he is not. I still think Kenny Pickett needs a little bit more time to gel. But again, I don't care about tomorrow, tonight. All I care about is the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance to go into Baltimore, hostile territory. They're favorites in that game right now but only because everybody's assuming that John Harbaugh, the Wang, I know that's terrible professionalism for me to call him that, but that's our nickname for him here. But everybody thinks he's going to sit down Lamar Jackson. And you know what? He should. But he's saying, well, Lamar is going to insist that he could play. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. If you play that guy and he gets hurt and you ruin a chance at the Super Bowl, which that team has a very good chance of being Super Bowl champions this year. If you do that because you want to make Lamar happy in a revenge game against the Steelers, then you're not as good of a coach that I think you are. And if you've been coaching for 15, 16 years and you let him do that, then that's letting your team run your team. 
but I don't care. I want the Steelers to play the best possible foes and win and hold. The, you don't want the excuse. Well, Tomlin got to the playoffs just because Baltimore rested their starters. And I know some of you are going to say that. Hey, who cares? I don't care if they play the little giants. That movie came out in 1994. I don't care if they play them. Bring in Becky, the refrigerator or whatever her name was. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Take the win. If you can get the win, the win's not given. It's not a given, but if you can get there, you by any means necessary, which means scared money, don't make money. But the Baltimore Ravens don't need to make coin right now. The Steelers do. Steelers going to let it all hang out. I would expect to see if guys can go, they go. In this game, I, I expect it. Of the black and gold. The way Mike Tomlin's talking about TJ Watts injury, it's like, eh. It doesn't seem too significant. That's going to be a problem. You always want to hear your coach say that about an injury. Landon Roberts, they're going to see what they have. But right now, I tell you what, I'm happy with Miles Jack. I fully expect Miles Jack to be next back next year. And I don't think that's a bad thing if Miles Jack is back next year. Because here's the thing with Miles Jack. He's healthy. We saw an unhealthy Miles Jack get a run out of town and still lead this team in tackles. 2022. So I'd love to see a healthy Miles Jack adding on to the Cole Holcombs and the Quan Alexanders. Love to see all those guys back. Along with a Landon Roberts. Love that guy. That makes you a whole lot stronger if you can do that. Minka, he's being teased to possibly be a guy that could practice limited and maybe make it back. But Eric Rowe is playing hard. So it's going to be interesting. But if you're following scared money, don't make money. You've got to go and not hide behind the chainsaws. You've got to go into that house and know that the Grim Reaper's there. Or a guy in a Halloween mask. Or a guy in a backwards William Shatner Halloween mask. Or a guy with freaking sabers coming out of his glove. Yeah, Freddy Krueger's there, a hockey mask. Wow. Wow. That's all I got to say. You face them down. Scared money? Don't make money. What do the Steelers have to do to get in the playoffs? We can go through the scenarios. Screw the scenarios. Beat Baltimore first. And by playing first... That's all you have to do. You don't have to scoreboard watch. You just do your job. And when you do your job, then you'll let everything hang out. Here's the good thing. You need Miami 
to win. Miami just got embarrassed. Now they're playing for their division title lives. At home. I like that. Hate to root for Miami, but yeah, you have to. So that's going to be, and other things have to happen too. But if that just one thing happens, you're good. You don't need a slew of that. You don't have this, this, and this have to happen. You just have to, this has to happen. But the number one thing that has to happen is you win. There's a way for the Steelers to get in if they lose. That basically means Denver has to beat Denver has to beat the Raiders. Raiders have no offense right now. And then you've got to turn around and hope that Tennessee beats Jacksonville. But do you really want to get in if the Steelers lose? Yeah, you'll take it. You're going to take a playoff invitation anyway, anyhow. But let's not worry about that. Just win the game. Remember, scared money don't make money. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing. (laughs) 